Assalamu alaikum, I'm your host Abdullah. I'm your host Tariq. And welcome to Bag Alert, where we give a platform to both students and professionals, allowing them to convey their journey and to give insight to those aspiring to gain knowledge in different fields of study and professions. This podcast is sponsored by the SSA here at the U of A. And today, guys, we have a special guest, Ali, who just graduated from uh, the U of A here, um, majored in human geography and minored in economics. Um, so what's up, man? Thanks uh, for having how's me. it going? Can't complain. Well, I just uh, finished up school. Mm-hmm. Uh, four year, four or five years of just uncertainty, stress, and all that, all all out the window. Well, I so uh, mm-hmm. looking forward for next steps. But like, like mm-hmm. we talked about this last podcast too with Erico. We talked about um how like what even though like. You see, you see it as a lot of stress, overwhelming. But when you're done, you're like, you're just, you don't know, you're like, you feel more out of place now because now you actually have to go to the real world. You don't know, like, like what's next, you know, the, like that big question, you know? Exactly, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing I put down the, Aliyah, down the back of my head because I was like, you know what? I don't want to think about that because that's such a bad, well, I, bad mentality to have during school. Mm-hmm. Well, man, it hits you like a truck as soon as you well like first day first day after I was done I'm like yo well, now what you know <laughs> yeah. alhamdulillah honestly, man just clear clear minds well, I, mm-hmm. I don't most people are going to be end up well, alhamdulillah you know awesome if you if you're mm-hmm. focused and all that so mm-hmm. 100%, yeah. but yeah most people will lie honestly like I'm dreading like one more year of school it's I, I just want to get it over with man I just mm-hmm. Like every time, like you start in the beginning of the year, you're all like, "Man, I have to start this all over again." But like you, you gotta, like you gotta really think. Like for example, like if you say like, "Oh, you know, in university I was so busy," uh, 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 when you're out of university and you're in the real world working, you know, if you have kids, you know, stuff, all that stuff, I mean, you'll be like, "Yo, I wish I was in university again." That's, that's what you're gonna say, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's every stage of life, you know, like you're being in high school. Yeah. You're gonna be in university. You know, wish you're back in high school. You're in high school. You wish you're back in junior high. You're in junior high. You wish you're back in elementary. You know, but like at the end of the day, it's not going back, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, actually, what I think about uh, uh, with the like, university, why people, you know, after they leave, they're all like, yeah, you know what? Like, I, like I actually miss like old old times there. I think it's um, mm-hmm. uh, like, like what's it like that syndrome called again? Where Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because because you're because you're basically in prison, stressed out, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, you're like nothing without it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I'm the complete complete opposite of a lot because for me, I'm not really like. It's, I was kind of like, you know what? I don't want to do university. I want to mm-hmm. go into a trade or something initially, mm-hmm. and then I went through all of this. Well, I'm like, you know what? There's no way I want to go back at all. No way. <laughs> but like, I understand people who like. Who really really like i don't know they're academics from the start mm-hmm. so i understand like if they feel out of place in the work field because the work field is totally different a lot it's like it's completely different you know it's like basically group work project talking to your co-workers getting to know them mm-hmm. doing your job like it's kind of like a repetitive thing too you know mm-hmm. exactly so, so like, i want to ask like like how was like your transition like was it like from high school to university like, was it, like high school straight to university was it like a high school gap year, high school work, then university? Like what? Like what was it for you? Well, my, I was all all over the place, man. Like mm-hmm. 
in grade 12, I, I didn't even apply to a single institution because I was like, Yo, I don't want to apply somewhere mm -hmm. that I'm going to feel out of touch, which was a big mistake back then, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, so many fields I was interested in, mm -hmm. uh, so many of the, you know, out of the, out of the bounds uh, programs that no one really talks about. That's uh, to me, to me, which was really interesting was honestly, when I first, when I was in grade 12, I wanted to become an electrician, right? Mm hmm and uh, I even tried to get into the school at rap program, but then 20, I think it was 2014 where I graduated. Like, the, like we were in a mini recession and everything, and I didn't have a vehicle, which was which was a heavy requirement for like a apprenticeship job. Mm -hmm. That pushed me back into university. So I was like, you know what? Can't find anything out here. Go to university and uh, find a, deg mm -hmm. a degree you're interested in mm -hmm. and go through it. Sorry. So, oh, okay. So, you know, um, what, like, what really attracted you to, like, human geography? Like, do you want to know where the man's at or what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, honestly, I was more interested in the, in the planning field of uh, human geography because, uh, I don't know, when I was, when I, cause I was, I was in McKeown for my first year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I would just walk, like, on my bricks, I would just go around downtown, walking around. I would see new developments and everything. Mm -hmm. new areas that are being improved i'm like yo this is actually interesting and i'm just seeing all these boards for consultation meetings coming to community leagues and all that to see uh proposed developments and community mm -hmm. engagement all that and i was like yo what is this and i would research like even the ice district i was so intrigued on how that was going to go out mm -hmm. and i was just looking and then that kind of redirected me to the planning pro planning field and mm -hmm. i was like okay where can i where can i study this where can i get an ex uh, education for this and then i saw the offer that at the university of alberta so i'm like you know what i'm gonna apply I'm going to keep my minor and transfer over there. And uh, basically, yeah, and, and well, I, honestly, that's probably the most, I think, best decision I made mm -hmm. in, in university. So, what was, what, was your, what was your major like initially? My major was economics. Mm -hmm. I, wanted to pick, I wanted to become an economist, well, I, and, but mm -hmm. I didn't. But the thing is, like, once you hit school, you're like, oh, okay, now I have to do masters and want to become an economist mm -hmm. or i want to have to get phd i'm like you know what i also want to have either a two-year program or a four-year program mm -hmm. and start working because i i was I, I love to work i'm not really not like like i said before i'm not really an academic researcher or anything mm -hmm. so yeah ec ec economics was my primary choice mm -hmm. and then yeah i transferred i, I put that into my minor and i just mm -hmm. transferred over Mm -hmm. I just want to like magnify like like how did you like you said you said okay I saw these people doing board meetings and I saw how all the structure was being put into place and like you just wondered like how is this being put into place and then you you stumbled upon like how did you stumble upon like how did you like exactly find out about the degree like did somebody say oh like was it a counselor like was it a teacher was it somebody that you just met randomly on the street like like how like how did you find out about this Honestly, my father told me about uh, about uh, becoming a planner, mm -hmm. and he was showing me all these job postings and and because uh, he used to work for the city as well, and he just showed me all mm -hmm. these random job, job postings sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I was looking, I was reading, and I'm like, "Yo, this sounds very interesting." Like the job roles and duties they were describing in the postings, and I'm like, "Okay, mm -hmm. that's the what kind of hit me." Well, like in around when I was in high school, but then I put that in the back burner, and then it triggered back when I was like, I was in downtown because I came from Toronto. Right. And when you mm -hmm. come here, you feel like, wow, this is just such a downgrade. Right. Yeah. And, and you feel like it could be so improved so much. Mm -hmm. So when I was like, when I started walking around these places, I'm like, okay, why is the city not as good as it could be? You know, mm -hmm. you ask yourself that, like, how can the city improve? And then 
you just keep researching, 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 and then you find yourself in a black hole of all this information, right? And then you see what it takes to help out. You see what it takes to be involved. Uh-huh. And then, honestly, from there on out, well, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go into this field. That's the, one of the most interesting things I've ever, you know, been attached to in a while. So I was like, you right. know what? I'm going to do this and uh, get the most experience I can while I'm in university. Okay. Wow. Yo, like that reminds me of... Um... Uh, I think when you mentioned of like why the city was like to, like to the downgrade, that reminds me of a story. Uh, I think my math teacher told me of how planners got fired from uh, because they messed up making the like the LRT like line mm. and everything, and they I, like they tried to put it like in front of traffic lights and and all that, and in time to like I think they did like tried to like time it correctly. Like I like, I don't know the whole story exactly, but like I heard like almost all the planners got fired. Like that's why. <laughs> Yes. No, that's why I really yeah, was like, city, oh, that's the D's job. Yeah. No, this city is notorious for bad planning practices. Well, I honestly, Fam, well, I look, look at, look at the north side and look at like Belvedere. If you look at Belvedere, for example, if the if like the cargo train comes one day, you're gonna be stuck in traffic for forty minutes. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Wallahi, <laughs> you're stuck. You cannot move. You cannot make a U-turn. Nothing. You're stuck there. You have to wait it out. Crap. Wallahi, it's crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. honestly, I feel like this this city is unintentionally designed terribly unintentionally because I don't think anybody knew the city would be this big. This big, you know, mm-hmm. it would not. It didn't, I don't think they knew it was going to be this big and it spread out and all this stuff a lot because yeah. it's the way it's been designed. Honestly, it's probably the, like a good example of a bad example. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what not to do. You when know, people literally come to Edmonton, they say, "Hey, look, guys, this is what not to do. What's wrong?" And then they go yeah. from there. But also, the city is making a lot of lot of improvements. A lot, like there's going to be an LRT line going to the west side. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, a whole new community, and uh, I believe near where this Edmonton City Center Airport is, Blatchford is called. Okay. So, yo, like, 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 like weren't there like a bunch of people who were against that? Though, I mean, well, I, I I live close. I live pretty like deep yeah. southwest. Like, like I live pretty deep southwest. And the thing is, like, these newer areas, like, and the, the, when they're pushed a little bit outside the skirts, like, outside, like, outside the city just a little bit, like, there needs to be a better transportation, you know? That I, and, and, and is that where, like, where planning really comes into, like, like the bus routes, the train routes, the road, how the roads are supposed to, like, you, like is it planning, like, it's a pretty much, like, a group of people who are pretty much, like, involved in like the, everything that's going on the same with the civil engineers and the construction workers is that is that what it is really exactly yeah i mean if you as a as a planner honestly you have a lot of uh correspondence with multiple field different fields like you a lot you talk to lawyers you talk mm-hmm. to uh engineers you talk to architects mm-hmm. uh and it's many fields in, of in planning many fields in human geography mm-hmm. uh you know even in human geography you, like you can spread it into gis which is a whole mapping uh, technical skill. Mm-hmm. And there's also, I've seen people branch out into real estate. I've seen people start working for own developers where they would mm-hmm. propose, uh, you know, new buildings, new areas. Mm-hmm. And well, honestly, there's multiple things you can do with like uh, this background. Mm-hmm. And then people like, people don't really even like, like things like, like we said earlier, like, like you, like nobody like really knows about these type of degrees. And then even within this degree, there's so many different sub branches that you can take from this degree. Like, like, and then people are just closing off the door completely because they don't want to keep their head open. They don't want to open up their eyes to see that, okay, this degree can help out so many people. And there's so many sub branches, which 
which enables so many jobs, you know, like, I don't know, man, like, a lot of people do not just want to, like, like, see this type of stuff, Explore, you know, yeah. like, that's crazy, because the thing is, like, once Tarek told me, he said, yeah, like, he said that you were in this degree, I said, I said, I don't know, you went, to, I think one day, you told me you're in this degree, and one day, at the, I think Old Arts one day, I saw you at Old oh, yeah. Arts one day, <laughs> and then you told me, you said, I'm in this degree, I said, fam, like, for me, like, I'm naive. I never heard of it. I never heard about it in my life. And he said, "Oh, is this planning?" I still, I'm still trying to get the gist of it right now. But like, I just want you to explain to like the viewers, like, what is human geography? Like, when you think as a major, like, what is it? Like, like what kind of type honestly, of courses you're taking? It's honestly like to make it into most specific general terms. I was sorry, not specific general. That's not even what. That's like, that's <laughs> I'll say this to put it into general sense. Will I? Is yeah. is the relationship between people and mm-hmm. the environment you're around, like built mm-hmm. in terms of the built form, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of what man like man made things, like uh, mm-hmm. like a sidewalk, something as basic as a sidewalk as a building, how the buildings are designed, how, you know, to make your life like honestly to make it, to make everyone's life more accessible to basic needs, to make it uh, your life more healthier. Because honestly, the way your neighborhood is designed could possibly be a way the reason why you're overweight, honestly. You know, what? Well, honestly, what? Why? what do you mean? No, no, no. Just think about it. Like the suburbs, mm-hmm. in the suburbs, it's just cookie cutter houses and all next to each other, right? Oh, yeah. That's it's true. far away from everything. It's far away from uh, a park or it's far away mm-hmm. from like a uh, fitness center, which, like, most, like, a lot of really good design places, yeah. you should be able to walk to so, like nearest gym, right? Oh, five minute walk. Okay. Five minute walk to like the nearest grocery store, the nearest med- mental, medical center, right? Mm-hmm. But in some of these like new developed areas, you're in the middle of nowhere. You can't have access to these things, and you need a car. If you don't have oh, a car, you're screwed, right? And in this car, <laughs> you need a car like Alberta. Yeah, exactly. So wait, so wait, so are you saying that, uh, like, uh, like in general, people uh, in neighborhoods who are not like who don't have access to like a gym or a park or a place to walk? No, this is a fact. What's oh, a fact? Yeah, this is a fact. Like, this is multiple studies that have done this, where like people who are living in these you know very urban it's called like the suburb areas or like the urban sprawl areas mm-hmm. they're more in, at least the children are too and they're more inclined to be less healthy than mm-hmm. someone who's living you know in very so, dense neighborhood very accessible area neighborhood actually so the planner, i'm hearing this so so a planner this in science. so so technically speaking a planner is more important than a dietitian a doctor and a pharmacist because he could just save you from all those issues a lot just about say hey yeah. when you when you when you set up a gym around there so don't build over there build that over there you know like that but the thing is like, well, it's crazy like, how it's you just, like, but, well, like, it's crazy how you just said that like you said like mm-hmm. pretty much well, like, planning can just pretty much dictate your entire lifestyle no exactly it's like the way well like, honestly is how is the way your built performance is surrounded you know mm-hmm. Can really affect your daily life honestly so mm-hmm. there's, an, there's another fun like study that was uh i think i believe a couple of years back mm-hmm. where in some like you know some roughed up neighborhoods in the inner cities they have mm-hmm. less access to like a big box uh soup like a grocery store right mm-hmm. so they don't have access to like healthy options you don't have access mm-hmm. to any of these so they resort to like the convenience store down the street or to like mm-hmm. the like a restaurant down the street like a fast food place right mm-hmm. So like when I, when I hear this, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, it makes sense. So yeah. So like when I see like, like I said, m- multiple fields. That's one thing. That's that's technically called health planning, which is one field of planning. Health planning, yeah. And health geography is also another uh, subfield. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I said, it's a mapping mm-hmm. field. There's a he- like a human uh, d- 
dimensions and hazards like a like natural disasters field where you know, people like where you plan for uh, natural disasters, right? Like how are you gonna how are you gonna uh, escape it? How do you mitigate like possible damage to properties mm-hmm. or, and uh, essential items, utilities, mm-hmm. stuff like that? So multiple like, in, like like in California, like California and places that have like uh, that are very like earthquake prone, like like those type of like planners around that those regions should be focusing on schools and like places where like there's high like instances of lots of children and families to like help like make like what what do they call like those bunkers for those earthquake bunkers the the like i remember at one point they there wasn't that much at that at one point you know but then the, the earthquake started picking up but i think they 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 caught up eventually in terms of like fixing those issues but yeah i get where you that's crazy man like even like literally health like, even like environmental hazards that's actually crazy man. exactly yeah yeah like it's just it's just honestly i would say it's just policies this whole course is about like mm-hmm. possible policies that can be applied to like you know current issues we have like 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 let's say forest fire in california where who the how do emergency responses responses like how they implement it you know how do how do they react to things like this or like a flood or mm-hmm. how to protect people from you know danger stuff mm-hmm. like that how to redirect them to safety all that well it's, it's kind of it's a very very dense field honestly like mm-hmm. you can go you can go into like uh they even have a master's program at the u of a they have a uh and i believe a phd so mm-hmm. but how i like 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 you mentioned before like these things you know no one really knows about like mm-hmm. i would advise anybody in high school when you get this university of Alberta pamphlets i'll say just spend like a nice hour just reading through every program you know Mm-hmm. yeah and seeing because some things you don't really see honestly yeah. like i never like i took an option course about food agriculture and <laughs> and business management all to, yeah. in one so it was like what the hell is this man you know yeah. opening your own so we had a uh, a project where we had to propose a whole business plan on a specific uh crop mm-hmm. so crop? we chose marijuana we chose a marijuana crop. yeah it's not for Lakin, but <laughs> But it was, it was, but this time where marijuana is being, you know, oh, was, yeah, yeah. restrictions were loosening. Yeah, it was being introduced to the society. So it was like, how can you know? How can we make this? How can we turn this into a profit? So a lot of like, I like, I would never guess there was a course like this in the university. So, mm-hmm. now I took a, I took a similar, not a similar course, but it was more on like the, like it was about cannabis as well. Uh, when we talked about. Um, overall like how it affects the person psychologically a social like in terms of social socially and how mm-hmm. it affects them like in terms of like their body like their physiology so like it tied all those aspects in but a lot like it really like the really mind-blowing thing is like the social aspect of cannabis too you know like it's actually it's crazy how it can just affect your entire your surroundings around you, you know but like even like a lot of the the with human geography man like that's actually crazy like how you just said like how it ties into like every part of one's life natural disasters all that so that's actually crazy a lot yeah you, you know, actually like it reminded me of that uh time when i think uh we had a guest mina when she said um how uh you know people's lifestyle in like you know broken neighborhoods or uh with like lower fundings to like um you know healthcare, like mm-hmm. seriously like like just affects your health just generally yeah, cause you're not, cause you're not gonna be, you're not gonna go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And plus, like now, like if you live in a bad neighborhood, I guess with, uh, with like less access to mm-hmm. you know gyms or just like 
prevents you from being more active mm-hmm. i guess like that will like have um like multiplying effect you know and we live in Edmonton too, you know. So things like even 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 the climate, you know. So for example, in winter time, no one's gonna go out for a run. It's no cold. One's, no one's gonna go play no basketball. Gonna. No one's gonna go play soccer, you know. So like like just by playing those sports outside, like, like people don't understand. Like just by playing like basketball or soccer or going for a run, you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're actually like it's so much actually like exercise. It's so good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't understand like how much is it really doing for people. They just see all oh, the moment like they say. Right after I play basketball, they want to see instant results, you know, like like the gym. Now the gym, you don't get instant results either, you know. But like they feel like they're work, they could, they're working harder at the gym. But you can do, you can be doing the same type of work like in the street, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that like human geography part was interesting, but I don't know how econ can be interesting to be honest. <laughs> like what's the, like, honestly? Like why do you choose an econ major? I mean minor, minor. Sorry. Honestly, a lot like. I took econ one hundred one as a like a as a elective, mm-hmm. and it was like one of my first courses I took as a university student. So I did really good in it. So I was like, you know what? Why can't I just take more and see how it is? And then honestly, it just gets more interesting as you go into it. So, mm-hmm. oh, and I th- and it kind of does have a little. It does complement your degree a little bit, a lot mm-hmm. because you could you can go into a lot of you can go into like a budget analyst position, yeah, analyst position, a budgeting position, or like um even a real estate position like, like, that can take like any kind of economic background mm-hmm. is kind of like important in these things. So I thought maybe, you know what, this is probably the best minor I can complement my degree. And so I was like, you know what, I'll just take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember like the first intro classes I took, like, like I took one intro class and took a second year class, but that second year class did damage to me, man. After that, mm-hmm. I was all like, yo, I'm never taking the econ class ever again. Oh, dude, I mean, no, already know that. Yeah, you know what that was? It's like notorious. Have I told you, have I told you? For me, after the first year, I said, I'm done. After the first first level econ, number one, econ number one, I said, listen, this is not for me. Because I don't know if that, things like some people, they have a better link to it. Other people, they don't. So like, in terms of me, I don't, <laughs> you know, so like. <laughs> no, I get you, I get you. You know, so like, it just depends on how the person's mind's oriented. To be honest, that's not how my mind works. You know, like, I, I get like, I get like surplus all that next stuff but fam i'm be honest fam it just wasn't clicking for me fully you know like i, I wasn't clicking for me no i get you a lot i think i think it's more so important so important when you're going in find something you're interested in you know and you, mm-hmm. in high school you kind of know what you're good at right mm-hmm. so like if i struggle in, in math and i'm, I'm like you are like i want to improve my grades i want to go into engineering like let's be real you know yeah i mean but like, obviously you can improve oh yeah, yeah right yeah, but like yeah. Yeah, like you, easily you know, know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses mm-hmm. are, and then use that to your advantage, right? Sure. Like, like I would tell you guys, you can talk like I'm. I would be so. I would struggle in those bio- biology classes. Well. Like I would probably not even come yeah. the next day. Honestly, <laughs> you know. So, you know, like actually, like I'm pretty sure beginning of high school, I struggled with like biology classes, but then mm-hmm. I kind of got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Like after, because you know, like you don't have, you know, because like no one like in a family was really like studying that or had any background so i was mm-hmm. just you know figuring like things out on my own mm-hmm. so i think like that plays i think like that plays like a huge factor in high school because like mm-hmm. if you don't know like like anyone like um that you know that's like above you that like that's really like close mm-hmm. you know like you like you will struggle in those classes yeah. like, like do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. 
And then yeah. even for me, like with econ, like people, everyone just says, "Oh, it's an average booster. It's an average booster. It's an average booster." That could be for some people. It could be an average booster. But the thing is, like, <laughs> like for me, I should have been considered. Okay, number one, this econ class is outside of my actual field. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It, no, it doesn't hurt sometimes to go. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to go outside outside of your uh, faculty. You know, it doesn't hurt. Like for example, like like I'll sometimes I'll go. I'll, I'll take a linguistics class. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, like, mm-hmm. it just depends on what you like and like how your mind's oriented. Because linguistics itself, it's like it's a lang- it's a science of language. You know what I'm saying? And like to me, I was like, bro, like I, when I was looking at all that stuff, like I pretty much based it off like equations and uh it had structure to it you know so like, like that's where like for me like i i'll say i flourish the most because i understand like the basic concepts and then i understand like when, I, when the rules are applied as well i'm able to just apply those rules easily and functionally you yeah. know but like when people say oh this is yeah. pretty interesting though like you're just studying yeah, yeah. how people speak like how men speak mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah, they say okay past tense there you okay, have man. uh you know you have this conjunction word over here you know like every some different languages have different uh, sentence structures it was pretty sick came away mm-hmm. yeah like just yeah like, like honestly like, like it surprised me how deep they went into it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like 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 whole like formulas like these like like a new like what's that like 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 linguistic alphabet called? I have no idea. But they had a whole alphabet. Yeah, I remember. That, like like J would be it'll be yeah, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. like, but what? that's why that's why you see some people like for example like the one NBA player Yusuf Nurkic, his name would his name would be spelled with a J, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you got to understand linguistically speaking, it's still Yusuf, even though it says J. It's always yeah, oh, yeah. it's, jo- sure, it's sure. Joseph, it's Joseph. No, it's yeah. Yusuf. Like just because, by the sound, you know, because the, the actual letter actually means inter, like the international meaning of that letter J is actually yeah, the sound of it. Wow, yeah, that was, yeah. That was pretty wild. Yeah, dark, man, class class you, you, you know this dark. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. <laughs> like the classes. Okay, okay, listen. I like. Okay, I initially like classes when I'm doing very good at it. Mm. You know. But when I get slapped at it, I'm like, go oh, screw this whole field. It feels, it feels dumb. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my. It's a toxic mindset, but it helps you keep going, you know? <laughs> it's still like just 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 uh, just forget about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Ali, like see how you talked about like how you did like one you said you said you did a year and a half at McEwen? Yeah. Like and then now you you graduated from the U of A. Exactly. So yeah. Like, so, like, how was like that transition? Like, I always like ask, like, even like a couple episodes ago, like we asked about like the transition from like different universities, and in terms of your degree, like, how was that transition? Honestly, if you ask like ninety percent of people who transferred from McEwen to University of Alberta, they'll probably tell you all the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably like, listen, it's 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 a lot more. I would say competitive in classes. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's more hard. It's more difficult not to slack off a lot because it's very mm-hmm. every class you're basically competing for a position and a good mark you know and the mm-hmm. teachers are less inclined to help you out like i enjoyed my time in McEwen, but i think the uv when i went to the uv it took it pushed me to go a little bit take it more serious right my whole uh mm-hmm. undergraduate mm-hmm. so like i don't know for me it was pretty simple like yeah of course you have to make sacrifices right you can't hang out with some of your friends anymore you can't do the things you like anymore mm-hmm. but uh for me, it was very seamless because I was already what, heading to my, at that time, maybe second, third year. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, I would say seamless. Yeah, hold on. Okay, but like in terms of like your your course load did like for example like were you taking some human geography classes while you're at McEwen or like right after you said I want to start taking human geography I want to start I want to start preparing to for a career in planning like did you start taking courses at McEwen automatically or do you start taking okay. courses at U of A? Well, well, my second year at the U, at the U of A, I when I was not sorry second year of McEwen. Mm-hmm. I, I applied for open studies at uh, at the U of A so I can get a head start on my transition. So I was going to both schools at the same time yeah. in one fall. Mm-hmm. So I was taking two classes one semester. So I would wake up, go to U of A, take these courses, then go back to MQ and, and you know, finish my other ones a lot. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's like for me, like I was kind of capped at what I could take in McEwen because I knew if I took some of these courses, I could not, be, I would not be able to transfer them. Mm-hmm. If when I apply for my uh, for the bachelor's of arts at the at the Alberta, so mm-hmm. but that kind of, that helped me to it kind of introduced me to the Alberta atmosphere mm-hmm. and uh, and the culture. So I would I don't know not much to say about life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I know you had. Um, a co-op term, right? Was it for like human planning? Not human planning. I mean, urban <laughs> planning or, or like just human geography? Like what, like how was your experience with, um, like did like that co-op term match, you know, what you learned in school? Yeah. So yeah. Like actually like just like describe like your co-op term. Okay, sure. So in the middle of my third semester, I was like, yo, I'm going to start, I'm going to be graduating soon, you know? And I don't feel like I connected with a lot of people in the field. So I'm like, you know what? Well, I, and the things I'm not really an extrovert, so I'm not, I don't really like to go out my way to talk to people I don't really know. So I was like, well, what, the, what can I do to like improve my, you know, basically my resume and my like my application status if I grad if I was to graduate. So, and yeah, in the middle of my third year, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm seeing all these posters at the at University of Alberta about the arts work experience program. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna head to this office. I'm gonna see what they're about. Okay. So I go there and um and then I talk to this. Uh, she's basically a counselor or like a work experience coordinator, mm-hmm. and she advised me to like, yeah, you know what, uh, you're pretty, you're still pretty young. Take, uh, you know, I would advise you, I would, I would advise all students to take a, a co-op placement. So in my head, I was like, you know what, you know, what, just do it, get it, get it over with. So I applied for this work experience, and then they granted me time off of school. To uh, work eight months at the city of Edmonton, which uh, I applied at. Yeah, so I had eight months of uh, experience at the city of Edmonton as a student planner in the development and zoning services branch. Mm-hmm. So my my roles there were typically to uh, gain further knowledge of the Edmonton zoning bylaw, which kind of dictates the rulings of land use in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would review development development applications so i would get all these plans and uh proposed uh details of what what their of their project and i would make sure it's it's in compliance with the whatever the bylaw is saying right mm-hmm. so these things would include like um like a basement development if someone was to develop a to improve their basement they would have there's certain restrictions on what they can do to uh not affect that area and to affect the neighbors so Mm-hmm. Uh, wait so like you have to like basically take your plans up with like the city to 
if you want to like if, if you're doing something with your house yeah yeah of course you need a permit for everything well honestly people don't know this, but you need a permit for almost a lot of things crazy things like you, you would need a if you want to improve your basement you would need a permit you would need what to <laughs> yeah you want to improve your basement you need a development basement development permit or like yeah. a, like do you think like everyone gives out like the permits like everybody like most people that do the basement gives I, out permits? I would say like maybe at least 50 80 60 60 70 percent people do it sheesh yeah i was like never do this if it was in your own house you know? I, I, i'm i'm not part of that 20 percent <laughs> <laughs> no because like i so how these things work is that they they get their plans you know it's a it's a floor plan and then mm-hmm. they tell you, hey, it's mostly honestly, well, like some people they do this themselves, so mm-hmm. you have yeah. no idea they're supposed to submit this information to the yeah. city, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But st- there's these companies who do these things for people, right? Mm-hmm. So they're the, usually the ones who kind of come to the city oh. and submit their plans for a permit, mm-hmm. so it's not getting any issues. So, like, uh, is it any change, or like, say, like you're just making a wall in your basement, just just a wall, for example? Would, would that be, you know, would that, that that would probably need? It depends. I think it would need, yeah. Oh. And these yeah. things, they need both a building permit and, sorry, a building permit, which is kind of like a safety code thing, totally like different from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it goes through us first, so we have to review it to make sure it's okay. And they go and they do all the safety checks, right? So, oh, okay. so you're, like, you're, you're, you're more with zone permits. Uh, I won't call it zone permit. I'll call it development permits. Development. So, like, so, just building overall. Because I, I remember, like, I used to go to this, like, when kickboxing plays, right? And yeah. they they had a move like one day like one day they're over on like one part of like for example it's like literally they move not across the street but like you see like how like there's like a shopping like sh- like a shopping center area yeah like like uh, so they literally move from one like acro- across like the parking lot literally so it just it, I said why'd you guys move and then I realized like there was a massage therapy place attached to the kicking kickboxing place and the kickboxing place had like bags and people were kicking and there was like, there, there had a loud music on and the people in the massage therapy, they always hear bang, 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 <laughs> while the middle, middle, middle of their massage and stuff, you know? So that's when they said, Oh, they like, well, would that have to like run through your guys and in terms of the, the developmental, like, okay, you guys are kickboxing place. This is a more of like a massage place, a calming place. We don't want to hear bangs and stuff like that without <laughs> go through you guys. That's actually a good question. Well, lie. That's honestly a good question. Cause uh, if you, let's say I have this space, right? Let's say I'm a private owner of a commercial property, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm leasing this place to a tenant. I would have, they would have to apply for something called, let's call it change of use. So each plot of land has a permitted uses on the Edmonton zoning bylaw, right? So mm-hmm. let's say your house, like if you would go to maps.edmonton.ca, you can see what zone you're in. Mm-hmm. And then if you click on the zone, it will tell you what you could do with this property. So I think maybe what you're talking about is um, they would probably definitely have to apply for a change of use in terms of what they're going to be doing in the property. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, they would come apply to say, hey, I have this restaurant, this tenant's not paying anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else wants to lease it for like a clothing store so mm-hmm. they would have to come here and then planners would review it and then they would uh, either pro- project it or uh, accept it mm. okay um like in terms of like you doing like your co-op like did you feel like um that i know you're saying like it's you initially jumped into the co-op so you can get some work experience some understanding of like the field get some better connections update like up your resume a little bit but like exactly yeah like do you feel like 
being working in with the de like development permits and stuff like that like do you feel like that's more the type of work that you would want to go into or like would you want to go into like a different type of field for me like i always want to be like uh to have my own development company hold on like just mm -hmm. uh buying old property uh mm -hmm. renew like basically a renewal of property making it look nice and then you know mm -hmm. having and then selling it to whoever wants to buy it and lease it to the, whatever they want right mm -hmm. so i mean that's kind of like the goal from my, my life goal but mm -hmm. uh honestly for me it's like whatever i i'm almost uh, like i can accept any position while i like i i'm very like uh i have mm -hmm. a very broad interest on all mm -hmm. of most like 99 mm percent -hmm. of the field right mm -hmm. like the so, co-op like the co-op that you did like do you feel like that really like cemented you into going and say okay i want to go more into like the developmental field uh, oh I definitely like yeah because there. you like yeah. you would see you would see all these people coming in you know proposing what like proposing all these plans like, oh shit, it's so so cool it's so interesting how do you do this mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and uh even some of these like developers they have a planning background most of them have a planning background they, they, they know how, how these things oh, go wow. because they know the loopholes right they, they, they know yeah, like, they, like, what you know, they can do with the space they, and you don't yeah. have to like, you know talk to a real estate agent or anything like that so mm -hmm. honestly for me yeah well i like that really made me interested heavy interest on me a lot and uh mm -hmm. i also i've also done like multiple other things like i've done something i was in a like a uh, assigned to uh, a role there which was a going reviewing uh, encroachment agreements which is like when you have a structure that's kind of like uh encroaching onto like city property or neighbor's property right mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a uh and uh, it's basically a kind of a resident residential issue with like your a property owner Oh, and like the city right so yeah. like let's say if um uh let's say if i want to build a shed but this guy's uh garage is, is taking too much into my property right mm -hmm. so you can go you can file a grievance you can see all this stuff and then that owner would have to agree to either remove it or he would uh he like the property owner of the other like has encroached uh build structure oh, they would wow. have no liability if they were destroyed or anything like that oh, wow. so, it's, Yo, I would never get bodied. <laughs> no, I mean, you, <laughs> it's either, hey, tear, tear down your garage and demolition is expensive. It's like, yeah. if you tear down a garage, it's probably like, let's say $2,000, right? Mm -hmm. To haul away. And even if like, well, like, okay, like how far does it have to enroach? There's different criteria. So like, if it's like a 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.3, I think centimeters or millimeters. Centimeters. Then, <laughs> then, then is it totally, yeah, then it's totally ignored. But if it's like, I believe, Couple uh, centimeters. Honestly, okay. if it's a couple centimeters, like a couple centimeters, couple meters, will lie. Like it's, it's always up. an yeah. issue. Yeah. Okay. Especially like if you have, like, like let's say a fence that's encroaching onto like a, a utility, a utility, right? Yeah. Like a right away. Let's say if that, let's say Shaw or Tiles wants to come, hey, I want to fix this thing, but you have this thing. I they have, if they they have a legal like a right to tear down whatever's there. Like that's how it works. So if you're proper, <laughs> hey. I have this thing here. We, we, yeah, it's, kind of, it's basically an agreement between the city and the, the property owner to like oh. allow this thing to exist. And uh, the whoever has whoever it belongs to, I think that's encroaching, has total liability. Whatever happens to it, so wow, a lot of interesting fields. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of kind of dark. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, being that like you graduated, you know, what's like, what do you think is next? Like, do you want to do what, what, like a graduate program or? No, like uh, I don't think 
I think I'm done for now. Allah, like, I, but I'm not gonna close the door, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, I think uh, I'm gonna continue like uh, getting knowledge of this uh, industry, Allah, and uh, finding different ways to enter mm-hmm. and start applying jobs in the near future. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. Nice. Okay. Um. Like, what would you like? What would you say to somebody? Like pursuing a degree in human geography. Honestly, if I was to give one simple advice, it'd be to uh, make best use out of every available, uh, um, what's it called, uh, like help system that uh, can at least get your name and image out there. Well, like, because nowadays university degrees are all about, hey, do you know this person? Do you know this guy? Mm-hmm. Are they capable of doing the job? Are they, you know? Are they friendly? Are they, you know how can can they work with mm-hmm. each other? It's not more about like your grades. Honestly, it's more about connections. If you have better connections, you can have like well, the sky is the limit for you. Mm-hmm. Like join clubs, uh, talk to your, be very close to your professors because like this field specifically, you're gonna know some of the professors. Like they're gonna be yeah. teaching you three four times, right? Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's very small like a program in the field of uh, professors. So get to know your professors. Join the uh, the club, um, and take a at least take a four month uh, co-op term so people who know who you are right like mm-hmm. to this day people know who i am like yeah. I, I i ran into one of my co-workers like co-workers from back then and like they knew they they knew me recognizing me they knew my name and everything i was like yo i don't even know your last name i don't even, like i kind of it kind of had to click with the first name yeah. but it came yo you i remember you haha <laughs> what's up and then and the thing <laughs> is and with that with that being said like if he were to start up a project and then he would have like a big role available, he'd be like, yo, like I know Ali and Ali's very capable of doing this. I'm going to hit up Ali because I have the most trust in him because I used to work with him and I know he's capable of it. And, exactly, and, it, could, yeah. and it could be vice versa. It could be you saying, doing that for him, you know, like yeah, 100%. I agree with the with the co-op and getting those connections. Yeah, I really see. Exactly. And being close to, I would say being close to your classmates because like i said same with professors but these guys are you're gonna be them with the whole full four years you're gonna see these guys in every semester right if you get to know that let's say if one of them gets a job and you're very close to them they might refer you to that to next mm-hmm. op- position opening right mm-hmm. so i would say like get out of your comfort zone you know and do the best you can to put an image for yourself because if you just go to classes and you get out and then you just go to the library and study mm-hmm. like it is it's very tough i've seen people who struggle to get into a position mm-hmm. so yeah, like, like I said, make the best use out of your time there. Well, I... Hey, um, that's great. Thanks thanks for dropping in, Ali. Uh, just had to tell everybody we drop every week, Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to check us out on podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify.